First day of incarceration, there's a killing. Big black guy named Blade gets stabbed thirty-seven times with his own knife. According to the inmates, of course, nobody saw anything. Blade got killed? Hmm, surprise to me. Did I hear anything? You mean like screams or something? Nah, man, I didn't hear squat. Did I see anything? Not a thing, man, not one thing. He realizes, after hearing about Blade's death, that he is never going to make it out of this prison alive. All the things that turned women on, the almost pretty face, the almost wasted poetic body, the air of suffering, these same things are going to get him killed in this place. The very first thing another inmate said to him was, Hey, white dude, they gonna love that ass of yours in this place. Black guy giggling all over the place, crazed animal eyes like so many in here. But is not gay, does not want to be touched by another man under any circumstances, and certainly does not want to be harmed, and is not stupid either. First three days in the joint, all he does is watch and listen, and try to get used to his cellmate sitting down on the john every hour or so, creating a kind of intimacy that is totally repugnant. Not hard in a jungle like this to figure out who has power and who doesn't. Four days in the joint, on the yard, decides to risk his life by going up to the inmate obviously in charge of this cell block. Cervic his name is, big muscle-bound bohunk from Milwaukee, shaved head, enough tattoos to start an art museum, brown teeth. Courtiers are in session, maybe eight guys standing around Cervic brown-nosing him shamelessly, his little army. He goes right up to Cervic. Like to talk to you. Yeah, smirks to the courtiers so that they know he knows what a little faggot this new guy really is. Yeah, want to tell you how you can make two thousand dollars a month. Smile goes. You wouldn't be messing with me, would you, fairy boy? One, I'm not a fairy boy. Two, I wouldn't be stupid enough to mess with you. Cervic looks around. His merry band looks every bit as confused as he does. Maybe this fairy boy has gone nuts. That happens here, usually right off the top. Just can't adjust, and so they go crazy. But Cervic has no reason to be afraid of him, crazy or not, so he says to his boys, I'll see you guys in a few minutes. You want us to split? says Akan. No, Cervic says. I want you to bake me a goddamn cake. Of course I want you to split. They split. You ain't gonna last here very long, fairy boy, Cervic says. Not pushing your luck like this. That's what I want to talk to you about. About lasting here. Surviving. What about it? I want to pay you two thousand dollars a month, deposited on the first of every month in any bank account you choose, anywhere in the world, to be my bodyguard. You're putting me on. Two thousand a month, tax-free. I'll be goddamned. You're serious, aren't you, fairy boy? One other thing, Mr. Cervic. 
Quit calling me fairy boy, all right? Servic looks at him a long moment, and then breaks into laughter that echoes off the steep walls surrounding the yard. I'll be a son of a bitch, Servic says finally, and then grins. Kid, for two thousand bucks a month, you got yourself a bodyguard. Then Servic puts out his hand and they shake, and then Servic calls his boys over and introduces them to his first client. His first two thousand dollar a month client. Who said America ain't the land of opportunity?